0: Hello, everybody. You know who it is. It's your boy, Sean Christopher Jenkins, here on the dark storm, because it's nighttime here in Nashville, Tennessee, it's 820pm. And I had a long day, I had a very long day. But I'm here with my boy Justin Lee Howell. So uh, on my YouTube channel, I'm about to post soon, a Sunday school lesson I just did. So if you're a part of the international Sunday school lesson, and you do that at your church, you know, we just had a wonderful, wonderful lesson today for today's sunday school lesson for fourth uh on fourth sunday on sunday february 26 2023 and the sunday school lesson was the text was first peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. one of the titles of the sunday school lesson was god calls you into into light and then another title is results of our call but today's title for this video is lay aside these things and we're just going to focus on first peter Uh, Chapter 2 verse 1 because all of chapter 2 is bad and that's what me and Justin gonna be covering We're gonna be covering all of chapter 2 but today's focus just verse 1 because there's so much to pull out just from verse 1 To relay what was previously said in first Peter chapter 1 and then what is being said after first Peter chapter 2 verse 1 So let's get to it. I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. All right. So first Peter chapter 2 verse one, I'm about to share the scripture verse on my screen, so you don't even have to get out a Bible if you don't want to. But if you if you do, go ahead. So we're in First Peter chapter two, verse one. It reads, "Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed men but chosen of God and precious ye also as living stones are built up as a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ wherefore also it is contained in the scripture behold I lay in Zion or Sion whatever you want to call it Zion (laughs) a chief cornerstone elect and precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded or put to shame unto you therefore which believe he is precious but unto them which be disobedient the stone which the builders disallowed the same is made the head corner and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and a holy nation of peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who showed you who who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people but are now the people of god which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy all right so with first peter chapter 2 we're going to be focusing on verse 1. all right so i'll read that in a minute let me get to my notes so i make sure i know where we're at all right so so today's focus for the videos, First Peter chapter one. I mean, chapter two, verse one, right? So let me go back and read that again. So yeah, here it is. All right. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speaking. Okay. So, so anytime you see the word "therefore" or "wherefore," it's in. It's a Christianese saying. Like anytime you see the word therefore in a Bible, you need to figure out why it's there It's there for a reason. So when therefore or wherefore it's used in the Bible, it naturally is referring and telling the reader to look at the preceding verses before that, right? All right. And so Peter's reflecting back on what he said in 1 Peter chapter 2, I mean, in First Peter chapter 1, verse 22 to 23. So we'll read that in a minute. Um, and so, but Peter, uh, yeah. You know i'm gonna read it right now first peter chapter 1 verse 22 to 23 so i don't have verse 22 justin i only have verse 23. i don't know why i don't have verse 22 but let yeah. me pull it up all right first peter 1 22 says now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other love one another deeply From the heart, and then read first Peter chapter 1, verse 23 to 25 to you guys. So, here goes the screen. So, this is what it reads being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man as the flower of grass the grass withers and the flower therefore fall away. but the word of the lord endureth forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you so let's break down that verse real quick man so it's so much there just first peter chapter one uh verse 23 to 25 but i read verse 22 to 25. so peter he's demonstrated there just with those passages the he's demonstrating the glory and the eternal character of god's word right so peter pointed out to his readers that they have purified their souls by obeying the truth as directed by the holy spirit they were born again and therefore they are members of the body of christ and as such you know believers children of god you know these people that peter's talking referring to they have certain responsibilities and duties after you know all those things so among those responsibilities that peter listed is laying aside all malice laying aside all Gall and hypocrisies and envies and evil speaking so we're going to be focusing in on that on the video but if you go back to you know first peter chapter 1 verse 22 to 25 you know verse 23 said being born again not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word by the word of god which liveth in the body forever so jesus christ is the word right that's john 1 1 in the beginning was the word the Word was with god the word is god and the word was made manifest that's john chapter 1 verse 14 so the word was made manifest what's the manifested word of god it's jesus he's the word right it comes from god's mouth it's jesus like you know so there's no doubt about that and this word right it doesn't wither or pass away it never fades it never dies it lives forever it's going to go on forever and it's going to be preached forever that's verse 25 you know of first peter chapter 1 verse 25 it says but the word of the lord endureth forever right? So Jesus, Jesus endures forever. God's word endures forever. His promises endure forever. They're not going anywhere. Everybody else will fade away and pass away. So it says for all flesh is as grass. You're just grass. So just like grass withers and fades away in the wintertime, fall time, and then sometimes green again, you're the same way. You die. Trees die, right? Trees their leaves wither away in the winter and fall time, right? But they bloom back again in the summertime. So that's human nature. That's humanity. That's you. All flesh is like grass. We just wither away and die. And all glory of man, right? All the glory of man as the flower of grass. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24, right? So that means Kobe Bryant, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, jay-z uh i don't know any celebrity you can think about cardi b megan the stallion their glory will only last so long right they're bad right now given 500 years though will they be as relevant as they are now no like you're 500 years everybody will forget about them and they yeah. may mention them maybe in hindsight they may have been great in their time period but they're not going to be as great as they were to those people at that time period if you know humanity still exists at that time but all i'm trying to say all glory of man fades away. It's like grass. It withers away. The grass withers and the flower therefore falls away. So, like the only person whose glory lasts forever is God. The only person whose glory will always be praised and all, will never change is God. Is Jesus. That's it, right? And so verse 25, but the word of the Lord endure forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Right? Jesus is the gospel. The gospel is all about Jesus. The Bible is all about Jesus. It's all pointing to Jesus, right? So Jesus is the word. He endures and he always will exist forever. The gospel is all about him. The father glorifies the son. The son glorifies the father. And the spirit glorifies the son and the father, right? So yeah, man, it's all about Jesus, man. So, and there's so much like with 1 Peter chapter one. I don't know if I should keep on reading it, man. But uh, 1 Peter chapter one, verse 18 to 21. I'll go ahead and share that on my screen. Peter's really just relaying everything. Before we talk about verse one of First Peter chapter two, we just gotta understand what Peter was trying to say a little bit in First Peter chapter one, right? So in First Peter chapter one, verses eighteen to twenty-one, it says, "For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible, with corruptible things, as silver or gold." from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father but with the precious blood of christ as the lamb without blemish and without spot right so fun fact this says later on in first peter chapter two that we're we're called to be living sacrifices we're called and we're precious stones just because jesus is the precious stone he is precious to anybody who believes in him right so as children of god we must be uh but precious blood of Jesus Christ has the land without blending, without spot. So we need to be without spot. We need to be without blemish, just like Jesus, right? We, we're called to be a holy nation, a royal priesthood, right? Mm-hmm. Pe- a peculiar people, we're odd to the rest of the world, because we're not living by the same standard. We're living by a higher standard. We're living with love, just like Jesus. So they can never say anything against us. I think that's the rest of first Peter chapter 2, by the way, Justin. Like the rest is just saying, just live in a way to where nobody can say that you're anything other than a christian right they can't say that you ever did anything other than doing what god called you to do is the right thing please says something like that right but let's go back to the verses first peter chapter 1 verse 19 so so but with the precious blood of jesus christ as of the lamb without without spot oh dimmer screen <laughs> who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world was manifesting these last times for you who by him do do you believe in God? So it's because of Jesus you can come to God. You know God, he's our mediator. He's the one that gave us who brought us into relationship with God and gave us he he's the bridge. He's re, he's connecting us to the Father. It's because of Jesus that we got that same uh privileges of the priesthood in the Old Testament. That's Paul Peter's whole point in 1st Peter. Like in the Old Testament there was priests and there was a kings Right? And they were separate. King uh, Jehoshaphat, I think he was a king, or King Jos- Josiah and King David, it was totally different than the priesthood. Samuel, just any priest, Eli, his sons, like the priesthood, it was separate. But now in the New Testament, with the Holy Spirit, after Jesus' death, everybody is a priest in a royalty and a holy nation. We all it all comes together, right? Man, I'm talking so much. <laughs> Justin Builders and stuff. So, <laughs> who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in the last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Just because of Jesus, man. Sure. And this is what Peter starts off saying, man. Like, and this is the very end of First Peter chapter one, and now we're going to First Peter chapter one i mean chapter two verse one you know when you're saying lay aside these things so yeah let's go ahead and talk about that uh justin you wanna you can stop stop me if you want and talk i'll just
1: add on yeah i'll just add on some stuff to that real fast i don't want to uh steal your thunder but like in just so what you're talking about with the blades of grass how they weigh like Jesus, jesus himself like Remember the author is Peter and Peter was like super close to Jesus. He was the forefront of the disciples and Jesus always used like Agricultural parables or parables that related to working in the fields because that was his audience that he was talking to like farmers and shepherds and Outdoors people and another thing that Jesus said is like um, Your faith has like a mustard seed Um, and for them they knew that seeds when they go through the germination process, they have to die in order to grow. Like you bury them in the ground, they die, then they grow in some miraculous way. That only like science and faith can explain. <laughs> but that, that, that's basically what chapter two, verse one and chapter two, verse one and two kind of talk about is we have to empty ourselves. We have to die to ourselves. We have to, as Galatians two twenty puts it, um, we have to um, be rid of the old and, uh, be new creations in God. I think that's what uh, Sean is going towards. I'll hold off and like let Sean continue his role. But I just want to say that fast is like a big part of a lot of other religions like meant Buddhism, Buddhism talks about how you have to empty yourself. Like that's halfway there. That's what we need to do. We have to empty out who we are, our um, selfish desires, our uh, self our malice, like we have to empty ourselves. But the second half of that is we empty ourselves so we can let something even greater enter us. Like um, I've been studying a lot of the Islam culture too. Um, it's, it's just interesting that they, they all these, it's such a, a work-based, um, work-based religion, because you have to pray five, five times a day each person has to do like a pilgrimage um that's worth a thousand prayers they they, they equate actions to how many prayers they're equal uh, if you pray at home that's worth like five times less than praying at the mosque i don't know it's there's a huge system that goes to it and it sounds exhausting but like it's a lot of reasons muslims say they turn to christianity is because they See a change on the inside for christians that's not a part of muslim or islam sorry muslims are the people islam's the religion um and like that's what peter is trying to say is like we have to empty ourselves like we that's the first step like we aren't just doing works for the sake of works like we're do we are emptying those so we can fill ourselves up with the grace of god the faith of god the mercies of god so that way that we can continue to grow. I'm gonna stop there and just let Sean continue on there because I don't wanna to get too off topic from what he's uh, leading up to.
0: Man, you on the same path I'm going, man. If you had anything yeah. else, go, go ahead, man.
1: Because No, 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 you're, no. That's uh, everything he said just like made those things click. I wanna I see where you're headed with this and then I'll add
0: on to it. Okay, I'm trying to get some ver- some more verses so I can read it on the screen and so people can see it. But mm-hmm. I'm ready to go if you, if you got, want me to keep on going, and then yeah, on me. so one second, guys. So I just came from church. I had two services. It was awful. Like I had, first of all, we have an hour drive to go to church. Right, the new church that we're at, St. Paul, uh, ME Church in Columbia, Tennessee. I live in Mount Juliet, so it's an hour drive, and yeah, we had two services. One service is at 10:45 a.m. Then the next service was 3 p.m. Oh my goodness. And then they fed us real good, my church, which is great. But it made me sleepy. So (laughs) all right, so let's keep on going. So uh we read with first Peter chapter two, verse one. Let me read it again so we all know we're all on the same point. First Peter chapter. Yeah, first Peter chapter two for laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all All evil speaking. So laying aside, so verse one in First Peter chapter two, verse one describes the attitude of a heart that receives the word and grows by the word of God, right? And we just saw that with verse two, right? It says that be like to be like newborn babies and pray Mm -hmm. and desire the pure spiritual milk of the word of God because that's what it is—spiritual milk, man. It's spiritual nourishment. It's what you need. So verse one literally says lay aside paul is saying i mean peter is saying lay aside I keep on saying paul's because peter paul says the same things like that paul always says put off these things it has nothing to do with your nature your new nature and peter here is saying lay aside so there's five kind of simple attitudes and practices that must be abandoned as a believer it's malice deceit pretense so hypocrisy jealousy and evil speaking are all sins of of the tongue all sins of the tongue which is a lie, right right so let me let me keep on going so yeah in first Corinthians, you no know, i'm not even gonna read that yet let me break this down so because i want everybody to get this so when it comes to i'm gonna break down all those five uh kinds of sinful attitudes and practices that i'm banning for all believers and all children of god right but all you need to know is that all these, all those things mentioned for any sinful nature, that's carnal, right? That's what Paul calls it. Like these things do not, these things belong to your living, your old way of life. And they have no place in the congregation of God, with the people of God, in the house of God, in the Christian life. Right? Those practices, they have nothing to do with what God's trying to do. And we can't be acting like that around other believers or anywhere, right? Because we're children of light, right? God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light to be like not act like people in darkness, but let's keep on going. So lay aside all malice. So this is the responsibility of God's children. Lay aside all malice. So malice is this general term, is a general term for wickedness or anything that so malice refers to being determined on harming somebody. So the next three sins actually are related to malice. So the second thing peter says to lay aside to put away is all gal gal refers to deceit craftiness, and treachery so the greek term for gal the word gal came from using bait or a snare to catch various animals leading them to their destruction so we could think about people in the bible like delilah with Samson, or like judas iscariot when he portrayed jesus they both had sef- selfish motives and they seek to do things for their own benefit which as children of God we should not be acting like that. That's all gal, craftiness and deceit, treachery to get your way. That's not God's way cuz if you don't if you have to trick somebody that means the blessing wasn't for you. Right? It's for somebody else. You let God do it for you. Right? God fights your battles. You don't fight your own battles. Right, come on, let's keep on going, man. So, uh third is Peter said that we lay aside all hypocrisies. Oh my goodness, man. So Christians are challenged to have unfringed, unhypocritical or sincere love in faith in everything that they do, right? With all people. So hypocrisy refers to uh, pretentious acts. So the Greek word for hypocrite originally is described as a actor who wore a mask or played a part of someone else, right? So Peter was really talking about the religious leaders in his day. So in Jerusalem, there were you know the Sanhedrin, the high priests, and there were Pharisees. So it's different class of righteous people, people who supposedly know the Lord and are closest to the Lord and the priest, holy priests, right? So <laughs> but they made different more laws than what God's laws originally were just to make themselves look better than other people to make their piety, their righteousness look even more righteous, right? so they they made it into doing these acts will get you saved so works they use works as saving them instead of grace right so you guys know i'm trying to say so these are religious impersonators right there's so much to say about the pharisees but i'm gonna use a scripture verse to really hone in and break that down uh you know what before i do that justin do you have anything else because that would help me to like finish matthew 6 like yeah i mean
1: just what uh what you are saying, Mike, of our uh, Bible study in First Corinthians as well, I think it's like chapter 5, and it was asking us, like, what do we build our, um, shoot, what was it? Our foundation, our hope. Yeah, where yeah. do we build our foundation? Like, do we build it on stuff that burns away or, like, uh, falters? Build it on stuff that, like, lasts. And, like, this was a, like, this is, I feel like this is a big part of what First Peter was talking about too is like, do we build our character on malice or hypocrisy or like things that falter in this world? Um, to quote my brother again, he says, uh, "Life is a dirty game. You gotta play dirty. Uh, you gotta play dirty to win." I like that quote, but it's like, when you get caught in that though, like you're like, shoot, like look at the tabloids when celebrities get caught and. Uh, whatever scandals they're doing like that's a downward spiral spiral like do you build your life on that or do you build it on like the do you build it on like uh, your ideals like morals and like a lot of people will say that's naive like that's uh easy to tear down but honestly like looking back on my life looking back at like sean's life looking back at like some of my friends lives and the stories they have like yeah, there are times people will take advantage of you, but honestly, like, I feel like they have a stronger, moral life than anything because if, uh, like, if they truly depend on God as a foundation on, like, uh, if they are sincerely, like, newborn babies, depending on God, like, they, I think they can endure anything. Like, it's, uh, but if someone is, if someone has, like, a, deceitful plan or hypocrisy or they build it on slander of other people once like that foundation drops beneath them there's like nowhere they can go they just like they'll flip out or they'll um they'll try lie more in order to build up the the life that they have but man it's like a stack of dominoes it's so easy for it to fall down so it's like ask you like what do you want to really build your life on do you want uh, do you want to build it on like malice and deceit and just wait for the day that it topples over? Or do you, to, do you want to humble yourself? Do you want to renew yourself? Do you want to, to like receive that part of the spirit to like to God and like uh, be able to endure the hardships that life has for you? <laughs>
0: Man, you just went somewhere else. I want to go, but I'm, I'm going to. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God but okay I'll just stay on topic I may go I may go back I'll, I'll go back. I may go back but all right so we were talking, uh the Pharisees like uh who are the image bearers of face of being a hypocrite all right so a hypocrite is a play actor somebody who acts a certain way and with a certain audience but then in a different audience they switch up right and so Peter is really telling believers everywhere like you shouldn't operate like this this is not how you should be you need to lay that aside that's the old way of living. like you used to have to come to church and act like you know who god was but now you know who he is now you are the light now you're a living stone because you came to the living stone jesus and he made you alive right so now you don't have to play act like you know god you know him right without a shout out and he knows you right so you don't need to get people's approval and get a hand clap and have people say, Hey, you know the Lord, man, God bless you. Like, no, God tells you Himself that you don't need people, you don't need a pat on the back from anybody. Your reward is from God, that's the only reward you care about. You don't care about fame, you don't care about getting recognition because God's gonna give you recognition, He's gonna give you all the fame that you need, right? So, <laughs> and what kind of reward do you want? You want a reward from man, or do you want a reward from God? And that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. So guys, let me just go ahead and say this. So if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads. Let's go to it real quick. You go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I have a Sunday school lesson that was probably arguably my favorite Sunday school lesson ever. Let me go ahead and go to the link of it. Yeah, here goes a link to it. So go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and check out this video, right? So the Sunday school lesson was called God Honoring Piety, or Piety that honors God. And it was crazy man and so uh the text was matthew chapter 6 verse 1 through 8 and that's the text i'm going to read right now so matthew chapter 6 verse 1 through 8 reads and this is the perfect text to talk about uh hypocrites so if you want to know a sermon on that to preach and stuff here's your text matthew chapter 6 verse 1 through 8 take heed that jesus says take heed that ye do not your arms before men so you don't give you know, to the, give to the poor or give to anybody. So giving alms before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, ye have no reward from your father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thou alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Therefore, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou does, does, does arm alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand is doing, that thy arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And my freaking page just froze. Why you got to freeze right now? I'm trying to read the Bible. <laughs> but anyways, that text is saying just from the get-go, Jesus is letting people know, like, don't give to the poor just to be seen like don't do things just to be seen like so many people are preaching and teaching have a youtube channel you know go in it they're in a pulpit to be seen by men they sing you know for their church to be seen by men they only help out and volunteer at the church with the kids and stuff to be seen by men like they have hidden agendas for doing it they don't have the right heart and god cares he, god sees the heart everybody else can see your actions so if people give you a hand clap for your religious acts and for what you're doing you know kudos to you that's your reward that you literally just got it like you want you wanted a reward from man you want recognition congratulations you got that you're not gonna get it from god that's literally what jesus was saying like you, that's your reward so i'm gonna just go ahead and read the next verse so verse five through eight of matthew chapter six says and when thou prayeth Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to thou father, which is in secret. And thou father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. So if you're doing the right thing in private, essentially, God's going to bless you in public. Right, if you're praying, yeah. interceding, studying his word in private, if you're loving people, giving to people, yeah. serving people in private, what do you think God's going to do in public? He's going to elevate you, right? He's going to reward you, right? And your reward, fun fact, may not come here in this lifetime, it may go happen in glory, right? But rest assured, which world do you want? Do you want a reward now where it, it fades away and the glory doesn't last, or do you want it up there? You need to be storing our treasures in heaven. That's uh, Jesus's whole point, you know. But when ye pray, use not vain reputation as the heathens do. Hail Mary marry prayers, thinking that the longer I pray, the more I'll be blessed. No, God don't work like that. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. See, God don't work like that. Again, he cares about the heart. He cares about your motives. Are you sincere with what you do, right? Be ye not, therefore, like any of the hypocrites. For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before you even ask him right so there's no point in fooling trying thinking you can fool god by preaching teaching and all anything else i don't know performing miracles or whatever your spiritual gift is you can do all those things right but if you don't have the right heart in it you're not doing it to really glorify god there's no reward for you right and this is why peter was saying lay aside all hypocrisies that's a hypocrite, man. Monday through Saturday, you're a totally different person than what you are on Sunday at church, right? You're a totally different person around believers, but as soon as you hang out with unbelievers, you, you change, right? That's <laughs> a play actor. You don't do that. You need to be sincere and authentic and transparent everywhere you go, no matter where you go, right? There's actually somebody in the ME church. Like, she's over the border examiner. She's just like that. She's a play actor. She's flip-flops and changes, who she is like when she talks to me in private compared to when she's in public. It pisses me off. Like you're in leadership and you do that. But anyways, <laughs> we should be laying that aside as children of God, man. Like you shouldn't be acting and conducting yourself like that. All right. Uh, You want me to keep going, Justin? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the fourth thing that Peter says lay aside is all envy. So envy refers to feelings of displeasure because other people's prosperity and desire, and it's a desire to deprive them of what they have because you're jealous, right? That's what envies mean. So it's jealousy. So the sin of envy is what led the Jewish leaders, so the high priest and Hedren and Pharisees, to seek Jesus's persecution, right? To seek Jesus's crucifixion because they were jealous of all the attention he was getting. And because they were jealous of all the attention that he was getting, they missed out on what God was doing. Oh man, we about to preach, man. So, <laughs> like the Pharisees, the religious leaders of Jesus's day, the people who supposedly knew the Lord and knew God and was the closest to him. They missed seeing God in the flesh and God at work because they were jealous and wished they had what Jesus had and could do what Jesus could do. With no <laughs> education education history or anything like that like them. Right? Come on, man. So if you're jealous and you're envious of anybody, you want to deprive them of what they have, you're missing out on what God's doing and the work that he has right in front of you. You're going to miss out on being a part of it, just like the Pharisees. And Peter's saying, lay aside all that. If you get jealous and you're envious, you're missing out on what God's doing, man. That's deep, man. The fifth thing Peter says, lay aside, is all evil speaking. So this refers to Slander, defamation. So the Greek word pictures someone slandering or talking down someone, and shows that you know the slanderer. It shows that the slanderer is arrogant. So slander is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement, damaging somebody else's reputation. Everybody does that. When you gossip, when you when you participate in rumors, when you just talk down about somebody, man, like you're literally saying you know that person better than they know themselves, which you don't. But nobody know me like I know me. So you can't tell me what I'm doing Twitter and all the social media stuff for because you don't know my heart. Matter of fact, I don't even know my heart. Like who knows the heart? Nobody, only God, right? So that's why as believers, we need to make sure we're doing everything for the right reasons and praying and making sure we're doing everything sincerely in the way that God wants us to do it, right? Because if you don't check yourself, you're going to wreck yourself. But anyways, if you don't check yourself, man, like you could be talking about people and making false statements and god didn't want you to do that with your mouth like man let's just talk about it so people talk down talk about and give talk you know they give false statements and tell lies about other people only for two reasons out of pride and it's a goal of deflating and you know boosting up their own self-esteem about themselves Right, that's what insecure people do when you're secure, you know who you are in the <laughs> Lord. You know, you don't got to bring anybody else down. Right, we're all a body of Christ, we're all a work of art. We all are, you know, still, you know, God's still working on all of us because we're still alive. Where nobody's bound for the promise, the end, well, nobody's ready for the promise land yet because God still got you here. Right, He's still at work with you. Right, you're not ready yet. So, <laughs> You can't talk about nobody else because you even you are don't have everything together right, right? So even James talked about this, man. He talked about how powerful the tongue is in James chapter 3, one of my favorite chapters, which I need to hurry up and preach sermons on that and do Bible studies on it. But anyways, in James chapter 3, James talked about how the tongue is a, the smallest thing, the smallest instrument on your body, yet it's the most powerful. Like, this little tongue is like... A rider on a boat so a steering wheel on a boat it moves the whole boat no matter how big the boat is right just this little thing controls and dictates the direction or where the boat's gonna go that's your mouth right it controls and dictates where your ship your life is gonna go in the sea of life right so you need to be careful what you do with your mouth you can't just speak blessings and curses I mean you can't just speak curses and think that you're gonna receive blessings right this is what the, your power of your mouth has. That's what James 3 says. James said, you know, you can speak blessings or speak curses. You can speak life or you can speak death. You choose what you're going to do based on what you say, right? So don't allow, you know, evil speaking to come out of your mouth. So evil speaking, speaking down about someone, including gossip, storytelling, backbiting, uh, spreading rumors. So it's the idea of spicy or hurtful, uh, hurtful gossip, profane speech. So as believers... You can't afford to speak like this at all, right? Especially in the body of Christ. This is what Peter's focusing in on. As children of God, people who are saved, who became living stones, they were dead, but they became alive again. And you know, Jesus, you can't talk like this. You got to lay this aside. That's the whole way of life. That's how unbelievers live. That's how dead people live. You can't afford to do that with your mouth no more. You can't afford to do any of these things. Right. So this is so powerful. This is the first verse of First Peter chapter two, verse one. So just I'll let you go, man, because I want to keep on saying more about James three, man. But
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I do appreciate that um that everything that man, just like everything that Peter was saying, like the things that you have to um empty yourselves of, like the malice, the deceit, the hypocrisy, the envy, the slander. Like those are, um, it's just being able to release all the negative qualities that you have. But that—that's not the part I want to get at. I want to talk about um, just to complement what Sean's been talking about: the things that we need to crave or let us let let into ourselves, and that's like the spiritual milk. And it's in I pulled up a verse here earlier, and like in Hebrews chapter five, it's talking about um, how spiritual milk. It's for the unskilled it's for the people who are still learning righteousness and like that's fair you have just emptied yourself like you want to you want to take it slow you want to like build yourself up but eventually what does like paul say in like hebrews eventually like we'll want solid food we'll want like spiritual meat like we, so we can't just stop there like peter obviously is like only telling this like um children who are still growing like they ba- like newborn babies that are trying to build themselves up but we have to understand like what peter wants us to do is not just stop at emptying yourselves like maybe um buddhism might want you to do it's not about just doing actions like the uh, like uh other religions want you to do you he wants you to continue to grow in your relationship with god and that's starting with a uh, spiritual milk and eventually it'll lead up to like solid food and like i I just feel like that's an important part of what sean was saying as well Uh, he said something that just uh, clicked for me and i can't remember what it was i have to rewatch this video but like um that's like why why would you want to uh stop there anyway though like a big part of everything we've been talking about is we're running a marathon we are trying to become more christ-like It's a natural process that we want to continue to grow. And, like, why? for what purpose, though? Like, that's the the fact that people, like humans in general, are always asking ourselves, what is my purpose in life? Like, that's, gosh, like, everyone asks that. It's kind of crazy. The fact that we even ask that to begin with shows that we have a spiritual side as well. We aren't trying to, we aren't battling um, enemies with physical weapons or the physical world. Like, we're constantly battling a spiritual warfare. Like, spiritual battles are very real. So we have to be engaged. We have to be equipped with things that would allow us to fight, like, the um, fight these spiritual battles. So that's why we need to try to be built from the inside out. So like, there's no point in trying to... Trying to do outward actions that seem like we're better Christians or of a better moral standard. Like God doesn't want anything to do with our outward actions. Like the second thing, the second or third thing that Paul says, that Peter says, um, that we need to empty ourselves out of is hypocrisy, which is what um, the Pharisees did all the time. Which is like one of the few groups Jesus legitimately got mad at. Like, Jesus was eating with sinners and tax collectors and all kinds of people and prostitutes. But, like, he welcomed them in. Though the main group he got mad at mad at was the hypocrites, like, the people who should know the law. And that, that can be a whole other Bible study on itself, like, just the book of James about how important the teachers of the law need to be. Because, like, they have a heavier burden. They are supposed to be leading christians to the path of righteousness the path that god wants they're the people who are eating the spiritual meat like hebrews said we need to focus on spiritual milk when we're new because we don't know righteousness well but these teachers they are on spiritual meat on solid food they know the ways of righteousness that's why the burden is so much heavier on them but um gosh that was that, that's not even what I was like trying to lead into. I'm just very passionate about like the responsibilities of a teacher. But mm-hmm. what I'm, what I was trying to say is though, that we have to reject what humans have decided is important in our lives. Like the, the foundations that burn under fire, like the refining process. Um, and I wish i had looked up verses before. I'm, I'm just bringing it up because what Sean said clicked for me. Like, when we are renewing ourselves becoming new creations like it's a refining process in fire like it's not going to be easy unfortunately but like the new creations we become are worth it but when we go through refining when you think of like refining through fire it doesn't sound like it's going to be comfortable but when you are purifying metal like you are burning out the impurities of it all and like, it's it's a tough process for sure, but like, that's what allows us to grow into our salvation. Like, that's what allows us to grow into the creations that God wants us to be. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I want to go back to evil talking because I want to really hone in on that before I like really make this lesson and like, you know, the climax, like, I don't want to give you that yet. I'm going to build it up still. So like, uh last thing i want to say is just like with the mouth like peter said lay aside all evil speaking all evil talk right so also in james chapter three james and james is jesus's brother by the way it's one of his siblings a lot of people think it's one of the disciples james but it's not it's his brother that wrote the the book of james and he's talking about christ like he's talking about jesus being the savior and this is the same brother And I think it's in Mark three, like verse 12 or somewhere around there. Like his family went to, they went to Jesus at some point at the beginning of his ministry. And they told Jesus, like, stop doing these things, stop blaspheming, saying you're the son of God, like, you know, cut it out, stop doing it and come home. Like, put it away because, you know, you're just, you're embarrassing his family, right? because people came to Jesus was like your mother and your siblings are outside and and Jesus said who's my mother and my siblings like if they're not doing my father's business they they're not my mother and my siblings or my father those are the ones who are my mother and sisters and father and brother and sister like the ones that are doing God's work so like they just were trying to stop his ministry because they didn't th- they thought it was crazy right but then you see the book of James in the Bible, like, right? And James is talking about the power of the mouth. Like, you guys are so powerful. And he's just really? saying, like, the, the mouth, again, it's the smallest instrument on in your body, but it's the strongest. Like, I don't know. Maybe you know this, Justin. I heard that the tongue is the, literally the strongest thing on your body. The most, How? It,
1: the most muscles in the body, yeah.
0: Wow. The most muscles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's the buffest thing, essentially, on your body. Like, yeah. The strong... The tongue's the strongest, guys. That's literally what James said in James chapter three. And he says, like, it's like a horse. Like, you put a bit on a horse or something like that, whatever it's called, and you can move the horse wherever you want it to go, right? You just put a bit on it, right? A horse. A horse is huge. Have a horse kick you and see how how huge a horse is. You probably die. Like, stop playing. So, like, (laughs) this is how powerful your mouth is. It's just like a bit controlling a horse, just like a rider moving a boat. It has the power of life or death blessings or curses. So what are you speaking over your life? And Peter's saying, you need to lay aside all evil talk, all defaming talk, all talk that's curses and doesn't give glory and honor to God, right? So are you talking like that, guys? And Peter's saying like, man, what's the life application? Let's go ahead and get to it. So in light of what God's word is to believers, to us, right? We should receive the word of God and receive it with a particular heart. Right. So when we attend a Bible study, a Sunday school, a worship service, an online ministry like this, or we're listening to a sermon online or something like that, or a sermon in general, we have to make sure our heart is in the right place. Right. We have to lay aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisies, all envy, all evil speaking, because your attitude of heart is going to affect how you receive the word of God. That is so powerful. <laughs> We have to free ourselves of all these things. We have to lay them aside so we can receive the word that God has for us. And the reason why some of you guys haven't received the word that God has for you, and you always miss out on something, is because you don't come with the right heart. So sometimes we come to church, we we listen to a sermon, we're in the Lord's house, we go to a church service or something like that, and we feel as if we didn't get anything out of it, right? We have the tendency to blame the preacher, the one talking, Or just the ones singing and saying, you know, uh, that they wasted your time or something like that. And most of the time it's true because let's be real. Some people cannot preach. Like, I I would say most people cannot preach. Like, they suck at preaching. Like, (laughs) and they're just, yeah. it makes you not even interested in God's word. But however, sometimes it's not even the preacher's fault. Sometimes it's your heart, right? We need to make sure that our hearts are in a particular place, in the right place, and in order to receive the word of God, right? So we need to pray and ask God to free us of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, evil speaking, and ask God uh, to help us to receive the word that he has for us so we can receive the revelation, the message, the inspiration, just whatever we need to apply to our life. Because rest assured, everything in the Bible needs to be applied in your life. And so when you hear something from the Bible, you need to make sure what is it that God wants me to apply here for my life so that I can receive blessings or see him at work or have him Enter into my life so I can receive the victory. That's why some of you guys aren't receiving the victory because you're living carnally, right? Ooh. (laughs) So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Like uh, Justin mentioned earlier, man. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. I'm about to read it. Uh, Justin, if you stop me, if you want to say something before I go here. Um,
1: Yeah, you're good. All
0: right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual. This is what Paul's saying to Corinthians but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. So, man, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hereto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk with men? So, guys, if you have malice and guile, hypocrisies and evil speaking evil talking if you have those problems and you're doing those things you're living like the world you're living carnally like people who are of the flesh right <laughs> you're worried about stripes and divisions you're worried about coming on top and taking over the world and being in power and stuff like that's not as a believer are you kidding me like you're missing out you're missing out on the mark of what God is doing in this world man so Yes. So like just Paul's just like Paul said, put away these things, Peter says, put away these things, man. Because man, like that's living like a baby, not even a baby in Christ. That's worse than a baby in Christ. Right. So if you think you're mature in the faith, if you're all high and mighty, you know the Lord, and you've been knowing him for years, but you're living carnally. It's like Paul coming to you just like he came to Corinthians saying, Man, I want to feed you more. I want to give you meat, but I gotta give you milk. Because you ain't grown at all. You're still a spiritual baby. We're going to talk about that in this whole series on 1 Peter chapter 2. But uh, something else I want to say, too, is like Paul's, uh, again, Peter keeps on saying, you know, take off to strip off, right? He's telling us to put on a different clothing as believers, right? So God's people are to be righteous, obviously, right? And one day, this will be apparent from our heavenly clothing, right? So it says we're going to have robes and stuff like that. I don't know. But... <laughs> but we're going to have a different type of clothing. And Paul even said it, put on a full armor of God, right? Just like Justin said a minute ago, man. So we need to lay aside these things and put on something else, right? We need to put on a clothing that God and Jesus has in store for us. What's the clothing look like? Well, it's removing these sinful behaviors, but it also says it in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 25, right? So let me pull that up real quick. And this is, these are Paul's words again, man. Paul and Peter are just, like, coming together when they talk about put away and lay aside certain things. So, Paul, he starts off saying that ye put off. So, put away these things. So, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to his deceitful lust. Deceitful lust, guys. So, just like we talked about Delilah and uh, Judah, I mean, Judah, Judas Iscariot, like, what did judas receive as his reward for portraying jesus was it worth it like on his part like no like what was delilah's reward for tricking samsung we don't even know like you know like like in the long run like what did she really win like was it was worth it you know the the simple acts that the deceitful things that you do to get your way is it gonna be worth it like, you, would you rather do your deceitful things instead of letting God do it for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, those, that's a corrupt way of living, right? We need to put away that. And be renewed in our spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God has created the, in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put it away, lying, Speak of every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one in another, man. So this is the way we need to be living, man. We need to be putting away these sinful things that we should, that's that's our old man. Like it's our sinful nature. It's not how we should be operating. We need to have a renewed mind and a renewed spirit and be operating in the heavenly sense, in the heavenly mindset, the way God wants us to work, man, because this is what he's called you to do. He's put on this on you. He put on a new clothing on you that you can, he put something on that you can keep on. You don't have to put this off. You can put off everything else, anything worldly and carnal. So, yeah, man, this text was crazy, man. Do <laughs> you have anything else, Justin? Yeah, I just wanted to
1: like uh, build up on that. You were talking about like uh, renewing our mind, renewing our spirits, like becoming new creations. Like, what is the purpose of that? And I like we talked a lot about uh, last week, First Peter, and I'm I'm not gonna go too deep into it because I know we're not concentrating in those verses. But a big part of it was. It was so we could be like a living stone so we could be the elite in Jesus is in the body that is Christ and like I feel like um, a lot of these verses that you meant a lot of the characters that Peter mentions are things that just bring people down especially like slander like what would the point of what's the point of slander except to bring other people down and maybe lift yourself up or make yourself feel more powerful. Like, there's really no other purpose except to try to get ahead of somebody. But, like, the Bible calls us to not puff ourselves, to build each other up. And that's how—I think that's the main purpose that Paul was talking about from the verse that Sean just showed. Is like we are letting go, letting go of these sins and desires so that we can build ourselves up, so then we can build other people up. Like, again— salvation, mercies, the blessings that God gives us are like a gift on Christmas. It's not something we get and hide away. It's something we're so excited about that we want to share it with other people. So like uh, the fact that we're renewed is a chance for us to pay it forward and do good for other people. Um, Man, I wish I had more to say that. that. That's the main, that's honestly like the main thing I wanted to say for that one. So I don't have too much, but like, I will say like we're we're social creatures we're supposed to be uh interacting and uh coordinating and building other people up we're not supposed to be tearing each other down like look at any sociological or um uh like the social sciences of small tribes or groups like the only way small tribes can establish themselves or grow is that they establish some kind of roles or hierarchy where they don't like murder or lie or uh, tear each other down. They have to cooperate in order to survive. And like, as you get into bigger civilizations, you can kind of get away with that. Unfortunately, like living in living in um, living in a big mass of people where you're just another face is really an easy way for us to like lose our sense of kindness or mercy for one another because we can be anonymous and like tear each other down. But like at what cost? Like we kind of sacrifice a little bit of our soul, but it's shown hundreds of times, numerous of times throughout history or throughout civilization that tearing each other down is just detrimental, not only for us, but for our community
0: yeah yeah well man you you brought something to my memory like with the verse i just read because like this part i meant to say i was going like i meant to say this but i didn't say it i guess because i forgot but like you just brought this home man like what i just read ephesians 4 verse 25 right wherefore putting away lying right so there's no deceitful way or not living in truth man so being a hypocrite again so speak every man truth with his brother, with his neighbor. So as a Christian and as a believer, you only speak truth. You don't speak anything false ever because you're not a liar. You're authentic. You're transparent. You're real. So you just say what things are. That's it. So if you don't know, you don't speak. Right? I mean, Christians don't do that. Like, you know, like they just talk about things they really don't understand and don't know. Don't talk if you don't know because that's not living in truth, Right? So, for we are members one of another. So, if you talk about somebody else, what did Paul say in First Corinthians chapter twelve? He says, "When one member meets weeps, we all weep. When one member rejoices, we all rejoice." So, when you defame somebody else as a believer in a child of God that you don't agree with, what are you doing? You're hurting the whole body. Why? Because we're not supposed to be divided. There's supposed to be no schisms. That's again First Corinthians chapter twelve again. So, Paul is saying that we need to be unified no matter what. You know, fun fact, every body part of my body does not agree with the other one at all times. Same thing for the body of Christ. Every body part in the the body of Christ, every member, every Christian is not gonna agree with one another. We don't have to agree to to, uh, be unified. We don't have to have the same beliefs to come together and work together, right? And so this is what Peter is literally talking about when he says lay aside these things. He's saying, Man, everything should be everything should be like this in order to really meet these next things, which is you know, being a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. Did I say chosen generation? Like, um, yeah, so these are these are the four titles of believers who accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, who came to the living stone and they became alive again, who went from a stone, so a dead thing, and became a living stone. So it's an impossible feat, but Jesus did it for you. So that you can have communion and a connection to the Father, right? So that you could be children of light. So that's first Peter chapter two. And when you're children of light, you gotta lay aside certain things. You don't get to operate and do what you want to do because you want to do it right so that's the text man just with first peter chapter 2 verse 1 so it's just so much to take from this passage so i can't wait to talk about it with you guys you good justin yeah all right so guys you know the drill man so me and justin got a lot more in store for you man so if you go to my youtube channel upload past crossroads i started a new series on uh first peter chapter 2 so i have a lot of playlists on my youtube channel so you'll see the the first peter 2 playlist right here so all the videos that me and Justin are gonna do on First Peter chapter two will be found here. If you just want to see all the sermons and Bible studies, Sunday school lessons that I've done on first the book of First Peter and the Bible in general, just check out that playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. And then also, um, this was a part of a Sunday school lesson. So if you want to see the Sunday school lesson for you know this text as well, you could just check out this playlist and find it. But then also, like again. Any you'll see other first Peter Sunday school lessons, other the other first Peter two uh videos, me and Justin do they'll be on here as well. But any other Sunday school lessons I've ever done, and Justin and Terry helped out on, or I just did myself, they'll be found here. And then also, uh, here goes Justin's social media platform. So, this is his YouTube channel, Chaplain's Log. So, make sure to subscribe and turn on the post notifications so you know when he uploads another video. Do the same thing on my channel as well. Like all his videos, comment share and watch them all the way through as well and then also this is uh facebook page justin lee house so make sure to befriend him on there and again you can send us dms you got any questions you want us to do a video on your question we'll go ahead and do that for you guys and then also uh i want to show you guys my other social media platforms but you know sometimes technology sucks you suck technology but anyways my uh, my so I, i'm on youtube you know upload past crossroads so make sure to subscribe to my youtube channel again and i also have a podcast on my every podcast platform it's called upload past crossroads as well so you can find me on spotify on tumblr on uh i mean tumblr you know what i mean spotify apple Podcasts, chromecast any podcast platform you can think of my facebook and linkedin shankers for jenkins my twitter snap instagram and TikTok's Trouble Don't Last. My other Instagram page, my underscore, underscore Bob. On my Tumblr page, Trouble Don't Last, number one. So, guys, I pray you, in Jesus' name, you enjoyed this video on our first video on First Peter chapter 2. So, get ready because it's about to get even more crazy. Our first videos are always kind of like wonky, but it's about to be crazy, like, because we'll be more prepared. So, I pray you guys enjoy this video. You guys have a great rest of your week. Kick major butt, accomplish all your dreams, keep on fighting the good fight of faith. I pray in Jesus' name, God rewards you for uh, not giving up and fighting the good fight of faith. So talk to you guys later. Peace out. Stay blessed.